Hi everyone, this is Lisette Mijares. I work in the Communications and Family Engagement Department. This is our final series about our conversation regarding the importance of school meals in partnership with the Dairy Council of California. Today, we have our Executive Director, Vince Cowan, from Nutrition Services, and Sonia Fernandez-Sarana, Program Manager of Let's Eat Healthy Initiative. Sonia and Vince, tell us what you got what we are talking about today. Yeah, hi Lisette, thank you so much. Yeah, we're gonna continue the conversation about the importance of school meals and I want to uh, recap a little bit about what was shared in the previous episodes. Uh, we talked about the, the background of uh, the school meal program, how school meals are a part of the solution to achieving nutrition security because it provides a critical safety net to kids to ensure they get nutritious foods and beverages which really provide essential nutrients to support their health and optimal growth and development. And, you know, schools are in a unique position, not only to promote healthy behaviors, but to help students establish them. And when we think about how much time kids spend at school, it's an average of, you know, six to seven hours a day, which is a pretty big part of their waking hours. And by providing nutritious and appealing foods and beverages like milk, we can really set kids up for success. And that saying, well-nourished bodies lead to well-nourished minds is really key. And, you know, I really want to invite Vince um, to share with us what efforts has Natomas Unified taken to increase student participation of universal school meals? Yeah, so this April will mark my 10-year anniversary with Natomas and at the very beginning, I thought I did well increasing breakfast, lunch, supper, and summer meals to like 1.1 million prior. This year, it's my 10th year, we'll be up to like 2.1 million. So increased over a million, um, much in thanks to the waivers from USDA and CDE. We've taken advantage and opted into like 106 waivers, which allowed us to do this. Uh, recording this in late February, and today is our like a 669th day of consecutive service uh, to serve kids a meal throughout the day, uh, weekends, holidays, just to give them that access uh, that we have. I think a lot of what we stuck to is very fundamental since day one. Three values over overlap. I think the first one is to give kids, feed kids to the fullest extent possible. So that's one with waivers that definitely help. Summer, I think Dairy Council, Natomas, and a lot of other districts were involved in a collaboration to increase that. So feeding kids to the full extent possible. Two, uh, provide a opportunity of employment and even promotion for my staff. All of my staff are promoted from within. So we're heavy on professional development and training of our own. And then three, increasing um, local purchasing and partnerships with our neighbors, just like you, Sonia. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, um, a key thing, I guess, a, you know, a, a big takeaway, you really shared that, you know, a lot of our uh, communities and families, you know, continue to work through these challenging times. And one thing that um, you shared that really stuck out to me is that our kids and their families can continue to count on the availability of healthy school meals. 
And we know that good nutrition is more important than ever as we recover from the impacts of the pandemic. And that, you know, leads me to really ask this next question. So um, most certainly we've all heard that the pandemic has impacted global supply chains, which has created massive disruptions in the food systems, making it challenging for those in food services, just like yourself, to get supplies and food. So. How has your department continued to place an emphasis on uh, serving students high quality, nutritious foods despite COVID-19 and the you know, subsequent disruptions to the supply chain? Yeah, we're in, a, we're in an interesting predicament where good, we have these waivers to feed a lot of students and community members for free, and that'll continue with the universal meals. You know, along with that, the supply chains that COVID has caused increase our food costs 30 to 60 percent then get the we'll have an extension on the delivery times but I think we've been able to manage I think we diversify our purchasing we purchase from more local suppliers uh, expanding out to different groups we purchase locally I think with COVID especially with the supply chain interruptions we doubled our farm to school We've created models in which we can buy from like a dozen different farmers and double down on our farm to school and then rely a little bit more on our speed scratch. I know with our model right now, which is heavily based on consuming meals on the go, we haven't done as much speed scratch because they don't travel well. When you put a meal in a backpack and you take it out an hour later, it just looks different. So... You know, we're transitioning with that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible to hear about, you know, just the wonderful work that your district and your department is doing that's really having a long-standing impact. Um, as you shared, you know, in your previous response, um, you know, employees and retaining employees and the impact that has on their families, but to the students that you're serving and the local growers, the farmers, and the processors you're partnering with across the Sacramento region is... Um, you know, is key and um, really needed, especially during, you know, during this time and really looking into the future. And you shared a little bit about, you know, supporting local. California leads the way in agricultural for just the abundance of commodities that we produce. And that really speaks to your district and your team prioritizing that. And for those uh, that are listening that didn't know, you know, California continues to lead as the nation's dairy producing state since 1993. Dairy is the number one agricultural product of California and that bottled milk, when it arrives to schools and the grocery store shelves, it gets there in two days. So it's really farm fresh and most importantly, local. That's, you know, the big takeaway. And You know, as we start to think about just the bigger equation, right, ensuring children having access to healthy food, we know it's one important piece of that puzzle. But how does nutrition education equip students for lifelong success? Yeah, I mean, prior to COVID, we were, we were, Natomas was well known for, I like to say, like throwing events, block parties, where whether it's at the Capitol um, or at one of our schools or barbecue, we love to bring students and families along and gather a group together. But definitely, the past two years, we couldn't do that. So we switched a little bit to an online model where, you know, I think one year, year and a half ago, you gave us some seeds and we taught kids how to, um, you yourself, so you made a video on like how to plant those seeds. 
and save up milk cartons. You want to go on that one? You're yeah. nodding your head. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That was that was actually fun. That was a, a great, you know, agricultural literacy activity there. Yeah. We partnered up with the libraries to um, hand out books. So we were handing out food and books thanks to the Sacramento Public Library. So shout out to you guys. Um, one of the cool things we've been doing lately in Atomas is making cooking videos that align to a celebration of that month. So like I think September, October was Filipino History Month. I got to cook adobo, Black History Month. Anna, our Central Kitchen lead, got to cook um, chicken and braised greens. So I think mm. that nutrition aspect is there. But I think food is also a way to teach kids about the diversity that we have in our district and opens up that conversation of different cultures, different food, and how they all tie into like a healthy diet. Exactly. Yeah. Our cafeterias, right? They're a learning laboratory. We want to, like you said, expose kids to those cultural foods, encourage them to try new things, or even just, you know, how they're presented. Those foods themselves might be very familiar, but how they're prepared might be new to them. And teaching them what a balanced meal looks like. You touched on exactly those varying different strategies that nutrition education can be incorporated you know, throughout the day and presented at different opportunities. In the classroom, uh, through school garden programs, um, you know, farm to you programs, as you mentioned, Vince, with you know, that previous partnership with Dairy Council. But even at home and out in the community, kids tend to show a natural interest in nutrition because they can connect to that subject. It's um, applicable to everyday life. We need food to survive. And talking about nutrition, how food fuels their body, their mind, really enables them to make those strong connections between the food that they eat and their health. And just in basic terms through nutrition education, Children are given that knowledge. We're equipping them with the tools that they need to prioritize their own health um, and empower them to make those smart food choices throughout their life. We get like parents from different backgrounds telling us of the meals that they cook with their families, thanks to those cooking videos. So that's definitely unifying us in a lot more ways than just food. As we close out our conversation today, I'd love to get your perspective. Is there you know one or two strategies that families or, you know, school staff themselves, those that are listening, um, what can they do to support the health of well-being of, you know, of kids? Yeah, so I'll give two simple ones. One, uh, participate in the meal program. Um, you know, I, I know the long game of it, and I think there's a lot of things that happened in the past two years where we can build and improve on our program. And it just gets better over time, and we see the laws and legislation aligning to it, which makes it a little bit easier for us to fund and cook these meals, um, especially as we switch more to a traditional, like cafeteria style setting. Uh, two, we have a wellness program, or sorry, a wellness committee that meets every month. Um, we try, this. the main purpose of that is to give us feedback on school food and other things called and other things wellness and trying to promote it within our community. So make sure to reach out to me and I can help involve you in that as a student, parent, or community member. So to kind of echo what you had shared, you know, I'm gonna say, you know, be an advocate for nutrition as well. Talk about the importance of good nutrition, um, not just at school, 
but at home and as adults, you know, role modeling those healthy eating um, behaviors, that's a great first step. At Dairy Council of California, we have an initiative called Let's Eat Healthy, and you know, we offer a wide variety of free resources that are student and family centered and can be accessed at healthyeating.org. And as Vince shared, participate in the school meal program, but really encourage kids to talk about their experience as well. And that enjoyment of those school meals that they're trying to really encourage that participation and sustain that long-term you know, at the school meal program. So I can trace our menu items to where, you know, a student reached out about a specific menu items and one, it became their senior project, or two, they helped be create a menu item. So we love doing those type of things. I love it when a menu item can be tied to a student or a community member. We're into that, and my team and I, so big props to my team, we love doing those type of things. That's awesome. So really taking those kind of innovative approaches um, and that you know power of that student voice and that community voice to really influence um, you know menu development and get everyone really excited about the foods that your team is is making and cooking and serving so it's, it's incredible you're really um, doing an incredible job and I want to give you and your team just praise for just everything that you guys are doing to really you know support the um, the lifelong health of our kids and set them up for success so thank you again yeah thank you I mean you've been a strategic partner and neighbor with us, helping us with our wellness community, our Sacramento Meals Collaborative, and even especially with our nutrition education. So, I mean, we consider you part of the team, Sonia. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I, yeah, we want to be partners. You're partners in school nutrition. So uh, thank you for just those collaborative opportunities and inviting us to, um, to be part of that journey, that wellness journey. So Thank you, Sonia and Vince, for this fruitful conversation. We really appreciate the relationship and partnership we have with the Dairy Council. Again, thank you for joining us, Vince and Sonia. Thank you, Lizette. Thank you for that. And we look forward to your input and participation. Yeah, thank you so much again for just the opportunity for Dairy Council to support this conversation. And thank you so much. This podcast is a production of the Natomas Unified School District. You can find our podcast online in the Apple Store, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the Natomas Unified School District website at www.natomasunified.org. You can also locate our episodes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Natomas Unified.